Ohio State suffers a tough loss to Purdue on Sunday via a last-second shot by Jaden Ivey. And today, we start to project what Ohio State's depth chart will look like during the 2022 season. Today, it's all about the offense. All that and more right here on Locked Up Buckeyes. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeyes fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Buckeyes for the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Monday, January 31st in the year 2022. And I would like to thank every person out there for making Locked On Buckeyes their first listen of every single day. Quick reminder to make sure those of you on the YouTube continue to subscribe, hit the like button on this video, and make sure you hit the bell so you're notified every time a new video goes live. Sunday against Purdue, Mackey Arena on CBS. It was a top 25 matchup that everybody was watching. You had Liddell on one side, a true freshman in Branham with Liddell. You had Zach Yeedy, Travion Williams, Drayden Ivey. The list goes on about the firepower that the Purdue Boilermakers have. Ohio State suffered a three-point loss to Purdue via a last-second shot by Jaden Ivey. But throughout a lot of this game, even though Ohio State lost, there were a lot of reasons to be excited or encouraged or happy, proud of what this team did on Sunday afternoon. In the first half of this game, Ohio State had trouble via, and a lot of it was coming because Purdue has a length, a lot of length and on defense, even though sometimes Purdue has mental lapses on defense, Purdue still is a team that can create fits and give you problems via their length. Of course, sometimes they'll have a 6'10 and a 7'4 man down low as well, which creates its own problems via the height, the math, and the athleticism that those two gentlemen bring to the table. But then you have Mason Gillis, who did a phenomenal job on EJ Liddell all game long. You have Eric Hunter, who is a is a crafty, shifty guard that Purdue has. You have Isaiah Thompson, another young man that is a phenomenal piece in the backcourt. And in the first half, there were tr there were struggles. Nothing came easy for Ohio State at all. Latter part of the first half, all of a sudden, Purdue starts to break away and kind of widen the margin. Second half, my goodness, oh my. The Buckeyes were down 20 at one point, and I, in my mind, was thinking, this one's over. I try not to say game over throughout way too early in games, but at this one, this game was over. Ohio State didn't have an answer. Ohio State had problems. Branham was a little a nice spark, but Ohio State still struggled in this game to put the ball in the basket. The encouragement came when they started to dig down deep inside of themselves. They started to believe in themselves. Some of the shots that were that they missed in the first half started to fall in the second half, and all of a sudden, we're seeing an Ohio State team that wasn't going to quit. They, they weren't going to back down. They weren't going to stop fighting and not scratch and claw, not literally, but figuratively in this game so that they could come back and win this matchup. Purdue was a good basketball team, one of the better basketball teams in the country. And Ohio State showed, hey, we can, we, even though we had a bad moment, even though we had bad stretches, even though in this one, you could look at this and say, this was not our best performance. We saved our best for last. Latter part of the game, Ohio State was down 20. 
Eugene Brown hit some big, big shots in the second half. Cedric Russell hit some big, big shots in the second half. They had 18 points combined, nine points apiece between Eugene Brown and said Russell. Latter part of the game, Ohio State's down, I believe, three at this point. They This is coming after um, they ran a play and got E.J. Liddell wide open in the corner for a three there to get it within three, 78-75. Next thing you know, Purdue has the ball. They're, they run a play. Go pass the ball to the inbound. Ohio State does not guard the inbound man on this play, which I believe is Sasha Stefanovic. Kyle Young ends up stealing the ball, and I want to say it was from Isaiah Thompson, who he was on guarding, but he was behind like a half a step at this point. He steals the ball, gets the ball out. Liddell, the top of the three-point line, bang, 78-78. Now you go back down to the other end. Purdue ended up saying they ran the wrong play. Jay Ivey messed it up, but Jay Ivey hits the game winner, 81-78.6 seconds left. Jamari Wheeler got the shot off, but I don't think it, the shot got off in time to uh, make – if it went in, it, it would have counted. This team – didn't stop fighting. This team didn't quit. This team was a team that you see all the players, they heard going into it, Purdue's good, man. Purdue has all this firepower. Purdue has all the players. Purdue has the better coach. They heard all of these things about Purdue, and even though they were down 20 in a time when a lot of players would give in, they would they would stop, they would flop, they would say, hey, coach, they put somebody else in, man. I ain't going back in there. We're getting mollywhopped. We're getting destroyed. Forget that. Ohio State didn't quit. Ohio State didn't stop. Ohio State was a team that said, hey, there's no quit in us. Ohio State's good. I don't think anybody can look at this and say, Ohio State's a bad team. Ohio State is a good, a really, really good basketball team. There are problems. They have trouble with creating their own offense at times. They don't have a guard that can create off the dribble and break things down. Yeah, they have Brandon, but Brandon needs somebody to get the ball. Yes, they have Liddell, but Liddell, once again, needs somebody to get him the ball. They don't have that. They don't have the big man to combat a Travion Williams or even a Zach Eady, seven foot four, 295-pound mammoth of a human being. But this team didn't quit. I'm not, I'm not going to rip them for the first half performance. I'm not going to rip them for getting down 20. I, I'm not coming here to do that. This is a time knowing you're going to have another tough road test on Thursday against Iowa, planning on having a preview episode on Thursday for that game. The one thing we can look at this game and say is Ohio State did not quit. Ohio State fought back. And there are certain things Ohio State can build up on. Eugene Brown is getting more comfortable playing college basketball. Said Russell is getting more comfortable with this team. Chris Holtman is finding out who he can trust on and lean on. He got big minutes from Joey Brunk, which is something I did not expect in this game. Sometimes via foul trouble, you find out, hey, we need you right now. I don't care what you've done in practice, what you've done previously. We need your best right now. And we got the Ohio State got Good minutes from Joey Brunk. Yes, the Buckeyes suffered a three-point loss to Purdue in Mackey Arena on Sunday afternoon. But there's so many positives to take away from this game. I hope you and others and anybody else listening takes all the positives away from this matchup. A loss, yes, but this is could, this could be a turning point in the Ohio State Buckeye season. Hey, Buckeye fans, this is Jay Stevens with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play 
right now. Use promo code SCORE and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code SCORE, that's S-C-O-R-E, to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to three hundred dollars a month in cash back and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card or Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's promo code SCORE, S-C-O-R-E. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are tuned in to Locked On Buckeyes here on this Monday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. For those of you that are Apple Podcast listeners, head to Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're following so you're notified every time a new podcast is uploaded. But scroll down to the bottom of this podcast feed. Hit that five stars. Hit right review. Go ahead and leave a two or three sentence, or if you want to leave a five paragraph essay go ahead and leave that thing right there in the comment section hit submit or post or whatever the wording is there make sure you do that it's a great way free way easy way to organically help this podcast grow now that ohio state's roster is basically complete yes ohio state could add a player via the transfer portal but i do think with the roster where it currently is we can go ahead and take this time to begin to project what Ohio State's depth charts will look like during the 2022 football season. I think last year I waited until um, March or April to, to break off the depth chart projection. We're doing it right now in the, at the end of January, also the first day of February, which will be tomorrow. We'll go over the defense because we have, we have basically all the data we need. We have all the roster spots filled that we need. And I do think some of these might be different than what you may think or what you might have read via other publications. That's great. This is just speculation because Ohio State's one of those schools that doesn't put out a, put out a depth chart. I think you can put out a depth chart and it's not going to hurt you on the field. But since they don't, <laughs> we'll do it for you. Starting at quarterback for Ohio State goes without saying. Oh, sorry. We'll do offense today, projecting the depth chart. We'll do defense tomorrow. Starting at quarterback for Ohio State in this one, QB1 goes without saying. It's C.J. Stroud backing him up. Will be Mr. Kyle McCord. Once again, goes without saying, self-explanatory. C.J. Stroud's campaign to win the Heisman Trophy during the 2022 season has already started. We talked about it here in the month of January. We'll have another conversation about Stroud for Heisman coming up very, very soon because I do think he has intangibles and he has things in his game that not even Bryce Young has in his. Starting running back, RB1, 
Travion Henderson, RB2, Mayan Williams. Two things there, two guys there that I don't think will be any question about who is there. Yes, Evan Pryor might get some more run. Marcus Crawley, will it be healthy? Great, we'll we'll see. But I don't think it's any question about QB1, RB1 for Ohio State or QB2 or RB2 for Ohio State. Stroud, McCord, Travion Henderson, Mayan Williams in that order. I do think and I hope, I really hope that we get more of a spelling of Henderson and Mayan Williams or their carries are a little bit closer together. The number of carries they get is closer than it was this year. It was a little bit too wide for me this year. I think Mayan Williams needed more run. I think he'll get that run coming up next season. Wide receivers. These are the two wide receivers on the outside. This might be something that you don't expect. On one outside receiver, Marvin Harrison Jr. On the other, Emeka Egbuka. I think that those two guys there, I do expect Emeka Egbuka to take a jump up in the offseason. I do think during the uh, spring practice, you maybe hear a little bit more about it here coming up soon. The uh, coaching um, media availability that happens throughout the offseason. I do think Emeka Ekabuka on the outside is something that everybody's going to love and understand. There's something special about this man, not only as a return man, but also as a wide receiver. This is a reason why Brian Hartline brought him in to Columbus to compete to play at the Ohio State University. In the slot, Jackson Smith and Jigba. This is what I went back and forth on because I was not sure if Ohio State was going to move him to the outside like they did with Garrett Wilson after year number one as a starter for GW or if they were going to keep him on the inside. GW went to the outside. That's Garrett Wilson. I think Jackson Smith and Jigba will stay in the slot. Even though he is the best wide receiver at Ohio State, I do think it's a matchup nightmare for defenses, which is why I think him in the slot is a good spot for him. Backing up Marvin Harrison Jr. will be Julian Fleming. I don't have the uh, the love for Fleming like some people do. I don't. I personally don't fall into the trap of the stars that are out there the, via the recruiting um, databases and recruiting sites. That that's not me. We talk about that all the time. I just don't think Julian Fleming, and it's not so much the injuries. I just don't think he pops and he has progressed in the way that he needs to. Now, granted, the injuries have slowed that. The injuries have been an obstacle for him that have slowed his progression and slowed his growth. But I still don't think that he's going to be on the field starting over Harrison or Ekabuka. Another outside wide receiver backup, Jaden Ballard. There's a few guys that you could put there, but I do think Jaden Ballard is going to be there. And in the slot, this is kind of uneasy for me at times. But I do think Keon Graves will be the Keon Graves will be the backup slot wide receiver for the Ohio State University. A little review: Harrison Jr., Ekabuka, and Smith and Jigba will be the receivers. Fleming, Ballard, and Graves will be the backup receivers for Ohio State. This next one might be something that you might say, Jay, I don't understand why you're doing this or why you're thinking it. I think starting tight in next year will be Joe Royer. I hope I said that correctly. He came on quite positively, and there was the coaches were high on him at the end of the season. I, I, I remember Kevin Wilson talking about how Warrior had been looking really, really coming on very, very strong um, when he was talking during Rose Bowl practice. And, of course, I know he's talking about that because he is thinking we might not have Cade Stover at tight end during the Rose Bowl. So who's going to be on the field more? Is it going to be Ruckert and Rossi? Is it going to be Ruckert and Royer? Who is it going to be? I think Royer and his body type and his build 
and his skill set fits more of what Ohio State wants as their tight end, starting tight end at Ohio State. I think backing him up will be Mitch Rossi, and I only say Rossi will back him up. One, Rossi is, what, 6'1", 245, 246, so the height is not what Ryan Day and Kevin Wilson will generally go for with the starting tight end at Ohio State. But Rossi plays more of a fullback, H-back type of role. Rossi will be a guy that's split out wide more than a traditional tight end that, excuse me, that Day uses at Ohio State. And so I do think that you're going to see a little bit of Rossi still on that fullback, H-back role, kind of off of the line, motioning back and forth type of deal. I think that's Rossi's role in this offense. Not saying that Rossi can't be a a solid piece in the offense. I think we have all seen Mitch Rossi is a solid piece in this offense, but I just don't see, I just don't see where it's going to be that it's going to be Rossi starting and then Royer backing him up. Just a little review before we close up this segment, starting Stroud, Henderson, Harrison Jr., Egbuka, Smith and Jigba, and then Joe Royer backing up McCord, Mayan Williams, Julian Fleming, Jaden Ballard, Keon Graves, Mitch Rossi. Those are the skill positions for the Ohio State Buckeyes. When we come back, we will discuss the starting offensive line and the guys that'll back them up right here on Lock on Buckeyes. These are all projections for the 2022 football season. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill, you want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, or wherever they are. Throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Go to Built.com and use that friendly promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and it's all one word, to receive 15% off your next order. Once again, go to Built.com and use that friendly promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at Built.com. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Buckeyes here on this Monday part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every single day. Make sure, make sure, make sure you're tapped in right here, tuned in, ready to go all week long. We're going to continue our projections of the Ohio State 2022 depth chart right here tomorrow. We'll be all about the defense. We're going to try to get some senior bowl reports coming on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, we'll have a preview of the Ohio State-Iowa game, which is on Thursday night. And then on Friday, a little recap of that basketball game as well. This is going to be great. Um, Not so much great for the weather because I do believe we're going to get a lot. Well, yes, us, both of us will get a lot of snow this, this week, um, latter part of the week. So the podcast will be going strong. Just tap just tap in and make sure you're ready to go and seeing all the goodness that's going to be right here on Locked on Buckeyes. 
the Ohio State offensive line will be having some shuffling around going on in the offseason and going into fall camp, but not so much shuffling around that we saw that was dumped or just unveiled on us during fall camp last year. We got to see a little shuffling around. Petit Freire at left tackle, Mumford at left guard, Whippler at center, right guard was Paris Johnson Jr., and then Dewan Jones at right tackle. Running the four-tackle set was dumb was stupid i did not say it at this at the time this is where one of those times where jay was wrong but i do think that was part of the problem with ohio state's offensive line last year you just had guys out of place so when we look at the offensive line right now going into next season i think paris johnson is the starting left tackle i think in year three for him a lot of people expected this to be his starting spot Petit Frere's gone. Munford's gone. Somebody needs to fit that role. I do not believe Dewan Jones is going to go from the right side to the left side. I do think Paris Johnson Jr. is going to be the starting left tackle for the Ohio State Buckeyes. One thing he stated last offseason, they were asking him about going from left to right in the footwork that it's going to take for him to be a guy that could play right guard, right tackle, or even left guard, left tackle. Footwork's different, hand placement's different, your kickback at the right side, right tackle, it's different than the left tackle. You're inside, you're more inside entrenched in the line at guard versus at tackle, you're on an island. And he said, hey, it's not the footwork and the hand placement, it's not really a problem for me going from one side of the line to the other. That's very interesting. We have seen this from him, and we have seen it from different some, some guys. Some guys are like Paris Johnson Jr., where they can do it and be phenomenal at it. Other guys, not so much. I do think Paris Johnson Jr. will be just fine, which is weird for me to say that guy going from the right side to the left side, not only right to left, different sides of the line, but also going from guard to tackle. I think he'll be just fine outside. I do think he'll get tested against Notre Dame. But I personally think he'll be just fine as a starting left tackle for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Left guard, Matt Jones, got a little bit of time at left guard, right guard this year. Matt Jones did. did and I do think that Matt Jones is going to be a guy that's going to be a solid, solid, solid piece for the Buckeyes and has a really, really big chance to be a future NFL player. Luke Whippler, I do believe he keeps that starting center role that Really, he was not expected to have this year, but due to Harry Miller's injury, I do think Luke Whippler is the individual that fits that role for the Ohio State Buckeyes once again. Starting right guard, Donovan Jackson. I think that Donovan Jackson, if you look at the recruiting rankings, you're going to be high on him. I think if you look at the tape on Donovan Jackson, you will be higher on him. We'll always watch the film. It'll tell you everything you need to know about what a player is doing at the level that he is currently playing at. Donovan Jackson, I think, is going to be a huge piece for this team, a phenomenal piece for this team. I mean, remember a couple years ago was Wyatt Davis. This year you have Paris. Last year you had Paris Johnson Jr. Two guys that were solid right there. Not the best season for um, Wyatt Davis in 2020 versus 2019, but Ohio State right guard. You're going to have a string of really good play. I think Donovan Jackson is another the next up to fill that role. Right tackle, Big Fanos, as somebody call him. Dewan Jones takes that role, 6'8", 360. I cannot wait to bring an NFL scout on this podcast to at the beginning of next season to talk about, or going into next season, to talk about Dewan Jones and what he needs to do to improve his draft stock to potentially be a first-round draft pick. Josh Fryer, new, new O-line coach for Ohio State, believes he's going to have two 
first round offensive tackles in next year's draft. Not 2022, but 2023. He believes Ohio State is going to have two starting offensive tackles next year. He's talking about Paris Johnson Jr. and Dewan Jones. I think he can. I think Jones, there's some things he needs to do to tweak some things to get better. But I think Dewan Jones can be in a future NFL player. I'm not going to project first round pick right now. I'll say maybe day two, round two, or round three, maybe. But I think it's possible. I do think it's possible. Just to recap for the starters, Paris Johnson Jr., Matt Jones, Paris Johnson, Johnson Jr. at left tackle, Matt Jones at left guard, Luke Whipler at center, right guard, Donovan Jackson, and then right tackle, Dewan Jones. Going left to right quickly, who are the backups? Enoch v- Vamahi, Mahi. There you go. I, I always struggle with his name. Backing up Harris Johnson Jr. at left tackle. Harry Miller, I do think, will be the first player off the bench at left guard, center, or right guard at backing up those roles. I do think Harry Miller will be more primarily your backup center versus backup guard. But I do think Harry Miller, he has a, a little element to him that a lot of other guys don't have. He can play center. He played center during the 2020 season. He is normally a center. But he played left guard, started left guard during the 2020 season. He was the weakest link, easily was the weakest link during that season. But his experience playing left guard, his his main position being center, I do think that he is a player that could back up at left guard, center, or right guard easily. We'll talk more about him at the end of the week, maybe even next week, because I have some things we're going to talk about with Harry Miller and some other players about guys that you need to watch during spring practice. And even during the spring game, you need to keep your eyes on them because they may emerge as guys that are showing everybody in practice they need to be on the field. They've earned a right. They've deserved the right to be on the field because they have showed everybody. They are better than the guy that's currently in front of them. Harry Miller, I do think, is going to be the next guy up. And then if I just keep Harry Miller as a backup center, I think Jacob James is going to be the backup guard, either left or right side. I think that spot is his. I have no problem saying that. And then right tackle backup will be Josh Fryer. So backing up um, backing up on the offensive line, going to review really quickly. Enoch Vamaha. The Mahi. I have to slow it down to say it. Backup left tackle. Um, Jacob James, backup guard, either left or right side. Um, and then Harry Miller, backup center. All could also easily be backup guard. Kind of, I, I'm not a guy that's going to give you all five positions. I do think we're just going to put the right guy in the right spot. If he's the best guy to be backup at guard and center, so be it. And then also Josh Fryer backing up Dewan Jones at right tackle that's the offensive projections for the 2022 ohio state football season tomorrow we'll dive in to the defensive side yes with some tweaks for jim Knowles. i'll even add a little addition so you know that jay is thinking outside of the box and preparing for whatever jim Knowles is going to do at this at the ohio state university you can follow me on twitter at jay steven 07 send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. It's cold here on a Monday. Might warm up on a Tuesday, and then the snow starts coming on Wednesday. Make sure you're tapped in, tuned in, ready to go right here for Locked on Buckeyes every Monday through Friday, giving you all the info you want and need to know about your Ohio State Buckeyes. For Jay Stevens, this is Locked on Buckeyes. Have a great day.